welcome. Two, three, two, one, discuss your number one anime podcast. Now, let's meet your hosts. Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Tanner. Welcome back to 321 Discuss. We're so excited to be here. Very exciting news. We have a new host with us today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Julian, and I'm pretty obsessed with anime. Ah, perfect. I guess that's all you need to know to be on this show. <laughs> As it should be. So today we're going to be going over none other than My Hero Academia. Everyone loves it. We all know what it is. So what I wanted to start with today, guys, was how One for All really built Izuku Midoriya in his progression as a character and really fueled him forward since the beginning of where he got it compared to how he was before. What are your thoughts on that, Nick? So I think that that's a very special part of the show is how it's been able to very closely tie One for All's progression and evolution into his character development. Because we always see that he always unlocks a newer power whenever he's kind of learned something about himself or achieved something. That's when he's finally able to do it, tap into a new power. Like when we saw at the sports festival, he was able to tap into being able to handle more because of how driven he was to open up Todoroki's eyes. Because he was so focused on saving someone rather than winning, it's almost like it rewarded him with more power. I think that goes with the whole point too that not. I don't think it's... Like, he's unlocking I think the vestiges in him know that he's getting emotional and seeing that he needs to unlock more. Especially, like, with watching where we are now, you can see where the show's been taken, mm -hmm. that they need him to get stronger faster. Like, he's forced to take more, even though he can't handle it. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. with Blackwood, we saw that he couldn't handle it right mm -hmm. off the bat. Okay. So, one of the biggest progression scenes we see is in the second movie. Izuku Midoriya, of course, one of everybody's favorite fight scenes. That second movie was awesome. We know the second <laughs> movie the was crazy. Scene. Okay, <laughs> but the scene I'm talking about is where Izuku Midoriya chooses to leave his own dream behind in pursuit of the betterment for other people and gives Bakugo one for all for a short period of time. How do you think that affected not only the vestiges view of him on the inside, but how did that affect his mind knowing he's willing to go that far to protect the people and be, in all essence, a true hero of the people. So something that I really liked about that part of the movie, it kind of confirmed a theory that I had had for a while. I'm sure by then the manga had already explained and re-explained it to death. But that really confirmed to me that how One for All clearly has a will of its own. It can clearly kind of just do whatever it wants. And I think that's how Deku was able to keep it. Because by all logic, it should have just gone away and now it's Bakugos. I think Deku kept it because One for All realized that the world needed both Bakugo and Deku. They needed a hero that wanted to save people and they also needed a hero that was driven to win. All Might encompassed both of those, but he's not here anymore, so now it's both of them. I think that follows more to, like, like my thing earlier with the vestiges... They're more sentient than I think the show leads them to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a manga reader, so I kind of know where it's gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so, just no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> but the vestiges are more like sentient than what they are. Because like when we see All Might's vestige that's still mm -hmm. there, it's just like shadow incorporeal. It's not a real thing. It's just kind of sitting there. But the other vestiges are more active talking to him. Like mm -hmm. the scene where he talks to the user of Blackwood. It's not just that one for all is its own being, that it's the whole fact that they're still there. Like mm -hmm. their psyche and their spirit that's in one for all is still there to lead the new symbol of peace. That makes a lot of sense when you put it that way, especially going back to the sports festival. We see him versus uh, Todoroki or Shinzo. 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 We yeah, see him facing Shinzo. He's walking out, but right before he's able to use his power, in the doorway, he sees the vestiges. So I think, yeah, maybe the vestiges are looking for him to unlock stuff itself, but also maybe the vestiges are using those little visions to push him along so he knows kind of a roadway of where to go. Kind of like now he's got Black Whip, okay? Who's the next person they know that had that vestige? All Might's mentor. She used Float. So now we just ended on the episode from last week where they're like, okay... Let's learn float. So 
how do you think they're really going to pick out the different powers and when to use them? Or is it going to turn out to be he can't just unlock them by himself? The vestiges have to give him access when they feel he's worthy of that power. Real quick before like we jump off that subject, another thing I was just thinking is that not only are the vestiges choosing that, I think they... Because one for all and all for one, they're tied. Mm-hmm. Like, they're tied together. They share the same... It's like, fate, destiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're meant to go at it. And I think it's... They see how far that all for one is going. That one for all is now not only, like, giving him the power, it's, like I said earlier, pushing it on him. Like, you need this because we need a symbol of peace to stand up now. I okay. think that... This has almost been an inevitability. Because as we see in some of the episodes, All Might's master said that she did see a dream. And the only time she ever saw it was them saying the time has not, like, it's not time yet. But they have told Izuku Midoriya that it is time now. Yes. When he was talking to Blackwood. When he he talked to that guy, when he also talked to the first user of One for All, he said, now is the time. So something is happening now. That's clearly, they've been anticipating since the creation of One for All. And I think it's the fight between Tomura Shigaraki and Izuku Midori. Okay, so I kind of want to roll with them saying the time is now. You see not only a change in One for All, All for One, and people related to that, but you guys notice a change in heroes. Yeah. Let's take Mount Lady, for example. You see her in the first half of the show. All she cares about is the press. Getting the good thing, taking her ass out to the camera. Exactly, yeah. she would definitely have an OnlyFans in reality. Let's be real, hundred percent. Okay, but then you see her go to the school and how serious she is about teaching these kids. So, all that's a result of All Might's one for all leaving him. Yeah, he can barely hold the form anymore. It's practically yeah. Useless. It's like what two seconds now? Like he yeah. holds it, coughs the blood, and comes so, back. Yeah, he he's retired. Yeah, like, he, let's be real here. He's done. And we all know it. So what was the main impact on the hero scene? Mm-hmm. The people who saved the world every day. We're talking Mount Lady, Gang Orca, Endeavor, Hawks, Beanji, Headshot, Kami Woods, all of those people. What did them seeing All Might pushing himself that far to save everybody and giving up what he is most passionate about? He feels useless now. So what does that do to their mentality when they are going out, knowing that he can never be there. A prime example of that, and I mean, like, probably the best way to look at it is what happened to Endeavor. He went from, this is my rival, like, I need to beat you and prove to you that I'm the number one. But now he has no rival. He is number one. Didn't earn it. He just got a second choice. He earned it, just not the way he wanted it. Well, he sees it as, like, yeah, I'm still one of the greats, but I'm not... The great. You know what I mean? Like, he never surpassed his rival. One thing I want to point out, too, is Endeavor went to All Might. And he was like, how do you do it? He's like, this guy that he hates so much. You saw the disgust on his face when he was looking at Izuku Midori and knowing that that's All Might's guy right there. And just plain disgust of, you know, you're attached to All Might to being... How do you do this every day? Not even just that. He, like, looked... Even All Might being number one, he still looked at him like he was a joke. Exactly. Like, you don't take any of this seriously. Do you think All Might kind of gave him some cushioning to fall back? He's like, I'm going to beat All Might. But at the end of the day, he knew if he couldn't do it, there was somebody that could. So now there isn't, and we see this whole Endeavor character arc going on. So I really want to hear your opinion on... Especially like the Nomu fight, Nick, and what that did to his mentality as a hero. I think that All Might's retirement was a necessity for Endeavor's character arc as we see it. Because you can see that it thrusts him into a situation he's been building up his whole life to finally be All Might. You see them fighting each other in school. You see them fighting each other professionally. He is the Bakugo to All Might's Deku. For sure, 100%. Oh, I agree. Then suddenly this goal, just imagine you have this goal. You've been working for it your entire life. It's all you thought about. And suddenly it's gone. Not to mention you ruined your family yeah, over it, it. He was so dedicated this. He ruined. ruined his family. This is something that kept him up at night. And then suddenly you're getting closer. You're getting closer. But every time you get closer, you get also a little bit farther. And suddenly it's gone. You didn't, it's not that you get there, but 
you didn't, your whole goal was to beat him. But now it's just, he's not there to be beat anymore. Yeah, you know. How, how does how does that fuck with you? Yeah, there's no more. You lose that drive. And, and you see that in him. Like, his yeah. immediate response, he just started, like, beating himself in the workout room. Because he just, he didn't know what else to do. So I think that's such a beautiful moment when he goes to All Might and says, what does it mean to be the symbol of peace? Because this is clearly something he never thought of. He never 100%. considered, yeah. okay, what's it going to be like when I'm at the top? It was just getting there. So now that he's there. I don't think anybody ever thought about what it was going to be like when All Might was gone. Nobody ever thought he oh, was going to leave. Yeah, he was larger like, than life. He's the Superman of fucking anime. Like, that's the guy. Like, you yeah. call him in when shit goes wrong. You see him in America. You see him in... Japan. You see him everywhere around the world. He's, you see him in his youth fighting people on the way to school and just whooping the complete shit out of them. Yeah, I think something that people forget a lot of time because the show takes place entirely in Japan, All Might is not the symbol of peace in just Japan. He's the symbol of peace of the world. Yeah, he's the guy. And he's now, the... yeah, how do you commit? How do you handle that pressure? Because you can't, if you're the symbol of peace for the world, you can't be everywhere. How, how are you supposed to? Lift up the entire world when you can only be in one place at one time. Exactly. That's a monumental achievement. That is not small shoes to fill. No, that's the... he's Like I said, he's that guy. So, and you see it with Endeavor. Like, mm-hmm. Endeavor, he goes to him to talk to him. But not only do you see Endeavor change from kind of being a straight prick to he's like, wow, I've really made my whole life about this and now I've lost it. I need to make amends for the, all the bullshit I pulled. Yeah, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing about his arc is just him taking that step back and realizing I worked so hard to get here, but now that I'm here, I'm miserable. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like what was any of this for? So I love that we're seeing this deep atonement in Endeavor. It makes him a much more interesting character. It makes you like him. And also it's just... It's just a fun journey to go on. I don't know how far the anime has gone. I haven't watched it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is Endeavor's... Like, has he had any big news come out like worldwide? No. Okay. The last time... Really where we are at with the Endeavor arc right now, at least in the anime, I would say is Hawks is learning that there all this information and he's secretly passing it to Endeavor and Endeavor just figured out the code inside the book. Yeah, and the last thing we saw about his personal arc was that villain that was obsessed with him came and attacked his kid, and they were able to save him. And that's when Izuku Midoriya was able to use Black Whip and save right. the people in the car. Right, right, right. I saw that. Bakugo shot across. You know, mm-hmm. you know all about that. But not only on the hero side would I say that their mindset's changing and they're adapting to the times. What about on the villain side? You got the League of Villains. People thought these guys were. A joke. Now they have big rock monsters, and they have a What's whole his name? Giganto army. Gigantomachia. Yeah, they the have... monster of monsters. Oh They're my God. fucking walking Hulk. The only person to ever tame this guy was all for one. And now he, I think, in the anime, now that Shigaraki is with what the fuck, the Liberation, the Paranormal Liberation Front. Yeah. Gigantomachi is now with him, right? He is because yes. he proved himself right. worthy. So but he also has that scientist that was attached. Yeah, to Doctor one for all. Exactly. Has anyone else noticed that that doctor guy looks exactly like the doctor that told Deku he was quirkless? Yeah, it is the same doctor. It yeah. is confirmed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. It's confirmed. Real quick, just quick question: Where the fuck is Deku's dad? It's anime, man. He's working. He he's fucked off overseas. Where are all the dads? He's got. Well, no, he's got another we know family. His mom's we're, quirk. we're never we know gonna his know his mom's quirk. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, his dad can like breathe he's small fire. Amount, small amounts of fire or something right. like that. So that would have been kind of cool to have. <laughs> it's still genetic. If he passes one for all, does that move with it? I doubt it because Deku. It clearly didn't happen with All Might because All Might was also quirkless. And when they start talking to the guy who had Black Whip, he says. You have six more powers coming. Yeah. Total of seven. There's nine users. Deku and All Might don't add. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So Back we like know that. I had to ask. No, no. You're all good. You're all good. Yeah, man, it's an hour long episode. We're only at 15 <laughs> minutes. You can add whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to say about that is we see a certain character arc happening with Shigaraki. Oh, yeah. We see this arc where he's now unlocked this power that destroys his own body in the current state 
But he's not going to lean on that like the Shigaraku we're used to, the one that didn't think. Now that he's unlocked that power, it's like something clicked inside of him. You also now, just kind of feel bad for him. Oh, I feel art. so bad for Shigaraki. I mean, you... I mean, would it be anime if you didn't feel bad for the bad guy? I mean, That's true. we got Obito from Naruto. Pain, all of them. Exactly, all of them. They know how to tug on your heartstrings. That's water. why we love anime so much. It knows how to play just your feelings. But what I'm saying is, now we see him meeting up with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to get stronger. <coughs> but I want to get stronger where I don't hurt myself. But not only is he, you see <coughs> twice, is his split personality is way lower. You see? see all these people growing that have been a problem already for heroes. So oh, the whole league starts growing. The whole league starts growing. They have all those people. They have that ice guy. They have what's the what was the Liberation Army's guy's name? The fucking Redestro. Redestro. They have Redestro. Who, who controls stress and we saw how hard it was for somebody who you can't even touch to take him down. Mm-hmm. Because it was such a big thing. So I'm guessing we should be able to see a big fight coming up here soon. I mean, the My Hero Academia movie's coming out. I mean, we're never going to see a fight with Redestro again because he lost his legs. So I don't think Redestro is ever going to fight. I think they gave him robot legs. Yeah. Last time we, at least last time we saw him in the anime, he was just in a, like a, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, but that you got to think of who Redestro's dad was. Destro? Yeah, the guy he who would killed not himself give, in prison. Yeah, he would not give up while he was on the outside. And you see... How head over heels for Shigaraki Redestro is. Oh, I don't think he's gonna give up. I don't know how much of an active role he'll take. Or I think paranormal liberation. Real quick from the manga thing, I'm pretty sure when he uses his stress ability, he gives himself legs. Oh, really? I'm almost a hundred percent. Because it's just additions to his body. You see him using it in different ways. He just can't walk normally. Right on. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, he becomes another tank. Will he? Will he become a main player? In I the think, League of Villains? I think, Sorry, they'll always be the League of Villains. Yeah, yeah. to me, they'll always 100%. be the League of Villains. I'm never going to call them the Paranormal Liberation Front. Sounds Not just stupid. that, but you also got to look for, like, there's still villains that are alive that, like, are not in the picture anymore. Like, Stain, Overhaul. He's not dead. He just lost his hand. That he's does make it, his there. quirk useless. Well, let's, well, he, but well, he still knows we, the chemistry to that bullet. That is true. That's that true, true, but you see Aerie becoming a bigger bigger thing in here. They're starting to train her to use her power, so what if he's able to get his hands back I on her? I want to see my man Lemillion back, bro. Okay, yeah, if, but what the... What are you doing with my man Lemillion? I want to see him jumping through walls again. Lemillion is actually my brother's favorite character. How can he not be, though? He's like... I If love you didn't give it to Deku... He was the next choice. Oh, yeah. It's not even a question. Of course he would have become the symbol of peace if it wasn't for Deku. Okay, so we got Togata, mm-hmm. we got Hado, and we got Amagichi. The big three. Oh, uh, big three. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I can never remember any of these people's actual names. I either call them by their hero name or just some kind of group Yeah, let's like call that. them my man there's, Sun Eater. There's way too fucking many characters for me to remember every name. Okay, yeah, so I we always got, call them Sun Eater. So we got Sun Eater. Lemillion was kind of Sun Eater's son. Yeah. That's how he commits. So what is Togata losing his power going to do to Amagichi in the big three? Do you think it will push him further? He's like, this dude showed me so much. He tried so hard. He did all of this stuff. So now will it become his goal to get Lemillion his power back? Do you 100%. think we'll see something like oh, yeah. that in I've- the... I don't even think just to give him his power back. I think he's gonna get out of that shell of like that awkward crap. What the clam shell? <laughs> but that Shut sh- up. The shell of like being like awkward and being scared of people. I think him losing because that symbol of like peace. Because whether he has one for all or not, like he still is like a huge symbol of peace. Yeah. Because of how his personality is, and I think Sun Eater losing him in a fight will definitely push Sun Eater to just be better. Yeah, I think that. I think we're going to see something almost kind of similar to if you guys ever seen Gurren Lagann. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. so there, uh, I won't talk too much about it because we, you know, we you might forever end up doing it. So, yeah. uh, there, there's two characters and one of them kind of uses the other character's death to motivate himself and kind of live out his dream. Oh, every anime ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think what, we'll see something kind of like that in uh, in Sun Eater because... Will we see it in yeah, the has, too because of Night Eye? Um, I think if if he gets his power back, definitely. Which night I said he did, right? 
That was the whole thing. Yeah, his future did say he's going to become one of the greatest but, heroes. But we do know that that his futures don't always come. That, that is true. Fruition. So we saw that with All Might. I think since we see a lot of My Hero Academia playing with kind of anime tropes, like how we saw in Season 3 where when Bakugo got kidnapped, I fully expected that to be just Bakugo becomes a villain. Like, I thought it was going to go full Naruto and do the same thing with Sasuke. Especially because I know for a fact that Naruto has been a huge influence on my hero academia. You can see it, yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's that was a great moment. We're just like, slam the door when Baku goes like, nope, I'm fucking you guys up. Yeah, he's like, like you said earlier, like he's, he's a the to All Might. Like, yeah. the whole thing. Like, they're basically like mirror images. He's a dickhead, mm-hmm. and he's a terrible human, but he's a hero at the end of the day. He and, wants to save people. Yeah, in his heart, he's a hero. He wants to be number one, the murder king explosion. Okay, so <laughs> we have here we have actual heroes in the Meta Liberation Army. Yeah, correct. Hawks undercover currently. He's sending messages through books and any other way he can. We have seen Hawk now scared as the number two hero about what's about to go down. So will they release this information to all the students in the high school because? I know they're still students, but one, they're forcing them to go back to work studies. Two, these students have had higher success rates on their missions than some heroes have. Well, also, quite frankly, they have provisional licenses, so it really, it doesn't matter if they're students. They have to be heroes. They, like they are licensed heroes. They don't have a choice. If the, if the villains come, they gotta fight. I feel like I can't say anything on this from reading the manga, because I definitely know what happens. <laughs> Yeah, no, we try to keep this podcast a little 100%. anime only. I think I think we can do a spoiler cast at some point if people sure. want us to do another My Hero episode. But I do believe it would only make sense. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like you just said, they're all they all have their licenses, provisional hero licenses. They're obligated. Yeah, like they don't the really day. have a say. They're yeah. already licensed heroes. I mean, the only thing I can see is Big All Might coming up, like which I don't remember honestly is. Probably not wanting Deku to go to the front line. Which I, I don't think All Might would interfere. Because I think we've even seen from All Might in like his little internal monologues that he's kind of on board with everybody else. Like something big is coming and we need to make sure these kids are ready. What I mean is I think he wouldn't want specifically Deku on the front line because I think he knows what one for all. Or mm-hmm. all for one wants. I think Because okay? he does want his quirk he, he day. He might want him to be there. He might want him on the front lines. Yeah, we or do. Or maybe, maybe not want. I meant don't want. He might not want him but on the front line. Him. But will Izuku Midoriya care? Well, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Yeah, is the Deku does All Deku Might does. All Might does have a history of rather than trying to pull Deku back, he's always had a history of encouraging him and pushing him forward not to shoot even current, higher. Even, I know that, but currently, remember when Black went wrong and his first thought was. Shut, shut it, shut, yeah, shut it shut down. Zuku can't handle this. Well, yeah, that was an emergency. I think that but was... But was it an they, emergency? I they handled they it by themselves. Well, given how, given Deku's past history of... like Injuring just, himself. Yeah, of breaking his whole arm. And now something that no one's ever seen before is happening. He might have killed someone And it's else. fucking... It's going crazy. Yeah. He's destroying shit. But you see... Other people are in danger. But, shut it down. But Vlad and Eraser had had full faith in Izuku Midoriya in this... This is what they are training for. You can't shy away every time something goes wrong. You're, you're a hero. You're going to get hurt. Well, it's because a part of it is All Might knows just how powerful that thing is going to be, and they don't because they don't know anything about okay. one for all. I don't even think but I if, how powerful it's be. let's switch, let's take it back thirty years. If it was All Might, would he want someone to step in and stop it, or would he be like, "I can handle this. Let me show you. I am the man." And the Gaizawa also knew his mini me was out there. Shinso. Yeah. If he really needed to, he could have, like, let's be honest, like, at the end of the day, Shinso is essentially eraser head. Like, yeah, he can't erase quartz, but he could sure as shit make you stop. It's practically erasing yeah. that shit. I think dis- almost discussing whether or not All Might would be okay with it is almost irrelevant, because even if he's not, Deku's just going to go anyway. Yeah, that's what I wanted MC. to say. He's the anime MC. Oh, he's the anime MC. I don't just, about it. Um, see, that's what back, I was going right to say. Back on. No, you've seen multiple times, you've seen the movie, run away, run away, you can't handle this. You see in the next movie, don't don't go towards the villains. You can't do it. Don't run out there. You see, you see it in all these different situations. Zuku, stop! He tells him to stop all the time and not put himself in danger, which is the complete opposite reason of why he gave Zuku that 
thing in the first place. If Izuku never faced the Sludge Monster, there is no Izuku Midoriya at My Hero. There's Izuku Midoriya who failed the fucking entrance exam. He's also an anime MC. He's always going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to jump to the front of that bite, fight no matter what. Oh, yeah, he's the protagonist. He has to yeah. be at the front lines. It's just how, there's no story unless he's there. They're all hard-headed. Well, we see another wave from maybe All Might. Maybe he's not powered up, but maybe he does try and get involved in a different front. Maybe in the analytics front. Maybe planning stuff. Strategy. I, strategy. I, I mean, think he's All Might... Fought, he's fought more people than <laughs> probably the rest of them combined. I think All Might is right where he needs to be. I think... As a mentor. Is, yeah, as a mentor to the new heroes. I think I don't think All Might should be anywhere else. I don't think he would be helpful anywhere else. Okay, G. We see, exactly. we see Bakugo, my favorite character. Of course, lovely I love Bakugo. Bakugo. He's now joining Izuku Midoriya and All Might in their chats. So will we see possibly part of an arc where All Might is actually taking Bakugo under his wing because he knows that Bakugo has hidden potential that can help Izuku Midoriya unlock hidden potential. I think we're already seeing that because we already are seeing, yeah, All Might allowing Bakugo to be part of these meetings and also giving him pretty much private tutorship when he gives him advice. Like but we saw he- in the joint training arc, he pretty much just eliminated one of Bakugo's biggest weaknesses just by telling him, if you be a little more like Deku, you'll become stronger. So Bakugo immediately took that as like, okay, just do some teamwork. And when we saw in the joint training arc, a, a team-working Bakugo is unstoppable. Yeah, he's actually... But he's, was he team-working, though? Yes, 100%. He, he was just team captain. Yeah, he was okay. leading them. He was the but general. He, but you but, see them say that he didn't discuss anything with them. He just went off and they... But because they said, already knew that what Bakugo would do. Bakugo does the same shit every time. Every exactly. time. So they went off. He didn't discuss it with his team. So I wouldn't agree. I would say he's not... But they yeah, knew. But he's what, growing. What he said at the beginning is, follow me. If I, if I But if something happens to you, I will save you. And if something happens to me, you save me. That was their whole thing. Bakugo would never have done that. Yeah. He would have just left the weak to die and tried to take all the glory for himself. That was, yeah, we've that was seen a that. huge moment for Bakugo so. when he turns his... Uh, there is a straight up part where he turns his attention from an enemy to helping his friend. Yeah, and we've seen him. And do that, that is, in he the, would have never done that in the yeah. sports festival. And, yeah, exactly. We've seen him in the sports festival had a team where they were doing that horse shit. Yeah, and he left. Yeah, he just he just jumped off and did his own thing, and then just and just hoped he got back. Yeah, his so, whole, he built his team around just managing whatever he could do. It wasn't about a cohesive team; it was about balancing himself out. Yeah. But with that, he's working on helping them. And that makes him unbeatable. That's what they said at the end of the round, it was less than five minutes. That's insane. A yeah. team-working Bakugo is unstoppable. I rest my case. We also <laughs> we also see the teamwork. I will agree. There's one point that I agree he has really good teamwork. And that's right after he passes his hero licensing exam in Cider House. The mm-hmm. water villain came down and him and Todoroki stopped it. Not only did they stop him, but Bakugo cleared out every person, everything, before they used any fire or anything dangerous and saved everyone's possessions. Yeah, he rescued everybody before anything happened. He rescued everybody. He believed enough in Todoroki for him to get it done what he needs to be done. Then you see Ending, which is who kidnapped Endeavor's son. You see almost this point of now you have a three musketeers group so they're the next big three yeah they're the next oh yeah that's we, got we already see that literally in the promotional material for the movie the but, promotional material was literally a picture of the three of them and said the three musketeers yeah. exactly so you see all that stuff coming so what will that do in for the character arc of specifically bakugo and todoroki we know izuku already praises the ground that they walk on. He thinks they are amazing heroes. He wants to learn as much as he can from them, and he, he's taking notes on them. He's grabbing every bit of information. But now that Todoroki, excuse my pun, ice around his heart yeah. is kind of melting, and he's opening up to other people. He's, yeah, he's, he's giving Endeavor another chance. He's doing all this stuff. What is that going to do for those two's art? So... I think the point really quick is the fact that I I agree that he did praise them at one point. He d- 
doesn't know. He knows they're good heroes, and he, like, yeah, praises them in that way. But they've now become rivals at the end of the day because he, whether, like, Bakugo likes it or not, he's made a name for himself. Like, he is like, I know what I can do, and I can do it as good as you, if not better. And everybody knows it. He came in first in the Hero Festival, which is unheard of for first year. Well, he, he came in first among the first years. Yeah, but, like, not, uh, not like that. They talked about, like, oh, but they, how impressive dominated. it was. Like, they've never seen well, somebody I think that's, dominate if, the competition so hard. Oh, yeah. I think for a first year, how well Bakugo did was completely unprecedented. Because, yeah, he, he came... There was no other person who could have won aside from Todoroki. Will we, yeah. will we see a change in his behavioral arc? Because right now, so, heroes are scared to work with him. They've said it in the show. They don't want that rep mm-hmm. from the media coming to them. I mean, this dude yells die as he blasts somebody. I think that all three of them are integral to the show because they almost have a shared arc of truly achieving your full potential and working to do that. Because all of them have at some point in the show had to look at their power in a different way than they were before in order to become stronger. Yeah, like Endeavor training Bakker going exactly. about how to get faster. Like, at the end of the day, you're fast, but you're not fast enough. Exactly. Like, we see Bakugo reevaluating his teamwork skills. We see Deku reevaluating how much he admires All Might, how that might be holding him back. And what percentage he can use. Exactly. Uh, and then also with Todoroki, we see it with his relationship with his father. He's finally embracing fire. Holy mm-hmm. shit. It's 50% of your ability, bro. Exactly. It's about them overcoming themselves. And I think that's such a cool part of the show. I mean, it shows a perfect example when Deku is like, I shouldn't be punching shit. I should be using my feet. Exactly. I've Shoot already, style was I've, awesome. I've destroyed my arms. That's not an option anymore. And he kind of realizes to himself... I'm only really doing that because I feel like because this is all my power, I have to be like all yeah, my. He had to make his own power. Yeah, he it's make your this power yours. To, exactly. He wasn't listening to his own advice. Yeah. When he was when he was telling Todoroki, it's your power, not his. He yeah. wasn't doing that. Yeah. He wasn't looking at it that way. I mean, like you can't see obviously the thing we have sitting here, but when you look at him, like he's based his whole new suit on helping himself reinforce legs and reinforced arms because he knows if he punches shit, he's going to bust his arm again. So we have the... We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. We have the Class 1A versus 1B arc. And what I'm really noticing from looking through all this stuff is there's almost a mirror to every single person in the other class. Do you mean power-wise or, yeah, so, like, how they are? So we have, like... I think a little bit of both in some ways. We have Kendo and Yayorozu. We have... Hiroshima and Tetsu Tetsu. I that's think, not even me. That's the exact same dude. Exactly. <laughs> okay, can we just talk about how Tetsu 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 is the greatest name of anybody ever? Tetsu 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 Tetsu. Yeah, yeah. that's the fucking best. <laughs> You'll never forget him. Oh, yeah. You will never forget that dude's name for the rest of your life. Exactly. Then you have, like, the shadow dude. I was just about to mention him. Oh, uh, that dude how is he, so fucking how rad. How up Sukiyomi was... Did I say Sukiyomi? Yeah, Sukiyomi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks him up, though, was... Insane. That was such a fucking cool. It fight. was. I felt bad for Dark Shadow because he was like, "What's happening?" Yeah, I know. He's right? never felt this before. He's like, "So I've always been a little confused on what Dark Shadow is. Is that like a separate being from himself, or like Dark Shadow is an entity that is inside of him? Yeah, his quirk okay. is. And his quirk instead of being a quirk is a sentient like creature. That okay. He can, okay. He has to. I was Not like, is control. Dark Shadow like separate from him, or is that his quirk? Like, here. what? I, okay, I, I that kinda, makes a bit more I sense. I got a lowdown right here. Here's a full-on description of his quirk. Okay, allows him to manifest a sentient shadow monster from his body that he can mat- materialize and contract freely. So Dark Shadow belongs to him. He's under his will. Dark Shadow. Well, as long as it's bright outside. Yeah. So Dark Shadow's energy is limited and can be drained by bright light. I think we all know that. But as it gets darker, it gets more powerful. Yeah. It also gets harder to control. Exactly. Yeah, that scene in season three when Dark Shadow like went berserk was such a cool scene. Dude, let's not even talk about season three. That second movie where mm-hmm. the acid chick, I always forget her, Pinky, uh, gets uh, hurt. Mina Ashido. Mino gets hurt. He blamed himself and Dark Shadow went ballistic. The villain that they were fighting was scared. He's like, what's happening? Oh, yeah, that scene is so awesome. So we're getting all these and individual arcs. I gotta. I just want to talk about it because I like the dude so much. 
Red Riot. Oh, I unbreakable. Unbreakable Red Riot That is such fight. a cool fight. Let, let's talk about the first fight first. Yeah. So we see Kiroshima with Fat Gum, and he's facing the brawler and the guy with the shield. He cracked his own quirk to save Fat Gum and save the day. So because mean. he wanted to be like Red Riot. Oh, Crimson Riot. Crimson, Crimson Riot. Yeah, that's his, that's his idea. That, Crimson Riot. So he wanted to be like oh. him, and I feel like that was really the first arc we got, or even like any buildup we got for Kiroshima, just because he usually just follows Bakugo around. He's like, this dude's good, I'll learn with him. I think it's good company. I don't know why, but I... He's I, also just the nicest guy. He's the nicest guy. Like, the yeah. whole, so like Deku's nice, but Kiroshima, like, bro... I can hang out with you. You're super chill. Yeah, for any young men listening, that's how you be a man. For 100%. 100%. That is the manliest character of any anime so I've ever seen, and I will never, you will never change my mind on that. Yeah. So you see, <coughs> the first me. fight, he really unlocks something within himself. He doesn't really unlock anything for his quirk. He's pushing himself past his limit, going plus ultra, mm-hmm. putting it all on the line, to the point where a current hero... That is ranked among everybody. Let's see, fifty-eight. He's in the top. He's in the top seventy-five. And there's like with, over four hundred heroes. In there's, Japan. I mean, you see people that in the show that like Tiger is like four hundred and something. Oh yeah, look at him. So you see this hero in the top hundred. Like, oh my god! Like, he was so amazing, and I feel like that really pushed him and. Him hearing that from Fat Gum, like he has so much potential and everything, pushed him. Fat Gum also shares a power somewhat similar. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Fat Gum can obviously dish out more damage because of how his cork works. Like, he can change like all the kinetic energy he takes. Kinda yeah, like Black Panther. Yeah, like his fat like yeah. absorbs it he and then absorbs he can, kinetic energy. It burns the fat to exactly equal a huge. But when bunch. you look at how Unbreakable works, I think they explain it. He doesn't just harden like his skin anymore. He goes to muscle, bone, blood, like everything gets like his hair got hard. It yes, was a it crazy did. fight. The guy he fought in that fight was Moonfish. Uh which fight? The... Oh, when the when the villains were attacking. Yeah, the... and that's when he unlocks Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is when he was fighting this. Moonfish, the dude with... No, 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 no. Right? No, no, no. You're thinking about the dude that juiced himself with the drug, and he started shooting knives out of himself. Yeah, that's the guy yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we first saw yeah, Unbreakable Moonfish Red was Ride. the dude that wanted to eat everybody, right? Uh, yes. Like, and he had the teeth that shot out of his mouth? Yes, I believe so. I, I'd have to see a picture of him. I don't... He's like in a straight jacket. There's way too fucking many characters for us to remember all their names. <laughs> some of them... Like, he also run out of abilities at some point. Some of them do the same shit. Yeah. Tetsu Tetsu. Kirishima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a prime example. I love how they started off like just absolutely hating each other, and then after they had that big arm wrestling match, they're like thick as thieves. I yeah. think that's so awesome. Not just that too. Like when you look at like their powers, their so their powers are similar. Yeah, like more than similar, almost identical. But he gets harder while Tetsu Tetsu absorbs almost. Like when he fights Todoroki, his body got so hot that he was like. I'm just gonna use. Oh, it's this almost again. like a flame buff. He's to like his exactly. You just gave this man fire plus two. Like you enchanted him. He's buffed. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, you see, I all see freezing him now being an issue. Yeah, freezing him would probably fuck him up because there's not a whole lot he can do about that unless he just brute forces his way yeah. out. What were you gonna say? So when he faced Strongarm, that was the first guy. But by the way, that dude's whole power, that Strongarm guy, his whole power is rotate. Really? That's it. He rotates his shoulders. God damn. He's just the world's best boxer. Imagine okay. how, but imagine that's how he hard that guy is. Isn't that wild that someone like, if you had told me my power was rotate, I'd be like, well, this is weak. But this dude fucking punches holes through people's heads. Well, I love, that's how it's so cool that people can think out. It encourages thinking outside the box. That's yeah. what's so cool about the show because when you look at Lamillion's quirk, it seems uh, essentially even useless. Even his dad was like, he's like, yeah, this shit's, it's stupid. Yeah. You can't do anything with it. Yeah, but he figured it out, and now he's one of the best. Not only figured it out, bro, that's scary. Because isn't that just kind of inspiring? Like, you shouldn't set, just look at your starting that's hand. That's guy, though. So, isn't that just kind of exp- inspiring? I'm talking about Kirishima. Oh, yeah. So that's Bakugo's guy. So 
now he has Unbreakable. We saw it a little bit of a problem with Bakugo blasting while he's around. So will those two maybe become like a tag team for some stuff? Because that, I mean, he's always Bakugo. So we got to see something with all I think we're gonna these see, new moves That's your together. shield and that's your sword. Like, exactly. I think we're going to see a quartet because we also have uh, Kaminari hanging out with him a lot. He, he's the electricity. Yeah, but I think we're going to get a quartet yeah. where we bring in Tetsu, 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 and those guys are just going to go fuck shit up. 100%. Because yeah. Kaminari can do long-range shots with his electricity. Tetsu, 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 and Red Riot, they're the bruisers. Bakugo comes in from the top and finishes it off. There's so much going on in this show. It'd be impossible to touch on it all. There's just so much. Like, you see Ida's arc. The only person that I'm, like, kind of, like, why are you there? <laughs> Is... I cannot stop twinkling. I cannot stop <laughs> I thought you were going to say right. Mineta. He's way more useless than him. Are you I don't sure? Think so. Mineta Mineta can walk you down. So He's we, just a pervert. We have seen more recently that he can be a lot more useful, but early on he seemed completely useless. But I guess that does kind of reinforce that thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, if you got to think outside the box. If yeah, I had a power like Mineta's, I, I would be like, I don't you know, even know what to do with this. Yeah, you, I guess... God I mean, damn it, why did I mean, we have to I go guess. ahead and justify Mineta? I hate that little shit so much. Man, Mineta's cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's going to be number one first. If he's he not, be number one. If Mineta's not number one, I'm not watching. Uh, you guys want to come see my Mineta cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Um, By the way. <laughs> but I think on top of it, too, like... I think Kirishima is a perfect point. Like the psychology that like your quirks give you. Looking at Kirishima, you have nothing else to do but be a shield. Yeah. Like you have to feel the urge to protect somebody. Yeah, you were kind of talking about that earlier before we started recording right. of how uh, your quirk can affect your psychology. Of and course, hundred percent. Like, look at him. Like Bakugo wants to kill everything. Can you blame him when he's shooting literal explosions out of his head? Yeah. Man's a walking nuke. Yeah, we, we already see evidence for that theory in Toga. Toga, because, 100%. Yeah, her, bl- her quirk, drink people's blood, you'll look like them. What do we see in her? She's fascinated by blood. Yeah, she thinks it's, it's delicious, like... and she has an obsession with becoming people. Yeah. That doesn't manifest just because you have a superpower. That's clearly reinforces how quirks are part of you, yeah. and they affect your development. You can also see that in Twice. Just throwing that out there. Originally, he wasn't Poor scared. Twice. He wasn't nervous at all. He made so many copies because that's what he would, could do. He was obsessed with being lazy. He was able to not, which his quirk made him run like a gang. But then he couldn't figure out which one of them was himself. So he lost himself in his yeah, quirk became chaos. again. So now it's chaos. And he does have multiple personalities. Exactly. So, but that yeah, was he's called- Deadpool. Oh, yeah. In a weird way, he's like a Deadpool knockoff. Oh, he's clearly a Deadpool reference. Just yeah. look at his costume. Look at his yeah, costume. He's the goofy he's... character with that costume. You know, just, just how he talks. Yeah. It's like the words he's using, I'm like, wow, this is Ryan Reynolds, man. I love it. Yeah, I think Twice is a very interesting character because of his multiple personalities thing going on. But, they play it for jokes a lot of the time, but when you really get into his backstory, you realize just how fucked up it is. Yeah. And it's but, so cool. Is it fucked up, or did he bring that shit on himself? I think in a way... That's it's a bit saying. of both. Well, I think both. it does... I think... Uh, that's what I was going to point out when he said that, when he brought up twice. I don't think his quirk affected his psychology. I think his psychology made his quirk affect his psychology. Like he said, he's obsessed with being lazy, started a gang. But those copies are you. They think the same way. You're making them work. So, of course, they're going to turn on you, because why do I yeah, got to do all the heavy lifting? Exactly. That's why, like, I, I know me and my brother, when we were kids, actually talked about that, having, like, a clone slave that would just go to school for us. And that was my first thought. It's like, well, if it's a clone of me, it's not going to want to go to school. Exactly. So, my whole point is, like, yeah, Twice did it to himself. But when you have Toga psychology, it's, like you said, she's fascinated with blood. But she's not just fascinated with blood because of her quirk. Like, yeah, her quirk obviously puts that first interest there. But how everyone treated her. Because now she's obsessed with becoming someone else because she hates who she is. I think that's a great thing they do with their villains. There's always a base of where you do feel bad for them that they shouldn't be in this situation. But you also don't fully forgive them because there is an element of personal accountability that comes in. Just because you have this power doesn't mean you have to do these things. Like I feel like Toga and Shigaraki do fully exemplify the way hero society has failed. They're clearly people that hero society should have been there for, but they weren't, but that does not give them the right to hurt people the way they are. 
100%. You do. But when you look at all the different, like, villains that come and everything, the one thing they have in common is none of them live up to the social norm with how they look. They're either super brooding, they look like a monster, like Minotaurus. They have, like, Sickle Claw, who has eyes sticking out of his head. They've all been ostracized. Ostracized. Oh, they had a Morphix or whatever? I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Like spinners that but, had a morphic and a lot of people have problems with them because exactly. of the yeah, like, because they don't look the same. You have Chomper, who's a Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. But every it time just shows the racism that even like an anime world would have. Well yeah, it's it's exactly. clearly that that element of it is clearly um some not so subtle social commentary. Yeah. But it is a valid point of how that there's always gonna be hatred in this world. Even 100%. if even if you put us in a utopia, there's still gonna be stupid yeah, superheroes stop everybody and all yeah. right. That's not going to get rid of all the stupid people. The last thing I think we should talk about is Dobby. Dobby. Let's because talk about Dobby. How much am I allowed know. to talk about Dobby? Uh, that's a, that's an excellent question. How much are you How allowed to talk about Dobby? We have? Um, like we got like ten minutes. Yeah, we got like ten minutes. Oh, we missed theories and everything. No, we no, we're talking we about theories right theories. now. Oh, all right, let's Crazy. hit Dobby then. Okay, so Dobby. Let's talk about the number one theory. Let's talk about the okay. Julian, I know you're the one who first told me, so I'll let you break the theory. Obviously. And you, this isn't even a spoiler, I think. Because mm-hmm. if you have common sense and can see it... Once you said it to me, like, it makes so much stuff sense. clicked into space. This is obviously Toya Todoroki. This is mm-hmm. the lost son. No one knows why. He looks the way he looks. I think my theory is his body wasn't based for the power he uses. And Dude. now he has to hate his dad. He probably has ice skin, and now he has this intense heat. Your dad made you a fuck-up because he wanted a perfect kid. And then, obviously, you have Shoto, who became the perfect kid. He hates him just as much. So, clearly, there is an event that happened. Because when we see Endeavor talking to his kid after he saves him, he says, I may as well have killed him myself. Right. And when that hero showed up, he said, is one kid not enough for you to kill me? So, clearly, that villain had something to do with it. Some fucked up shit happened that was clearly mostly Endeavor's fault. It has to be with the scars that, and everything that exactly, Dobby has. That has to tie into Dobby's scars and his clear fixation on Endeavor. Because he clearly said, after that big fight with the Nomu, before he ran away, he's like, I wanted to have a conversation with you. And we'll save about, it for next time. Talk about how Dobby is with the League. No one knows who he is. Yeah, Dobby is the one we know the least about. Dobby is the one we know the least about. So, obviously, like, I think there's this huge build-up to who he is and who, like, what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. I think Toya Todoroki and Shoto are gonna have a huge throwdown. Oh, of course they are. So, will it be, you know, screw you, you got everything, that messed me up because of what he wanted, and now you're this perfect guy, so he's coming at him because he has that power for Endeavor? Or is it gonna be, like... I really could care less if you're my brother or not. I'm a villain now. Given how Dobby is, I think it's more going to be that. I think it's going to fall towards more like... Instead of, screw you, you had everything, or just, I don't care about you, it's going to be, I know taking you out is going to hurt Endeavor so much. And that, all I want is to make his life hell. That's... I think that's all it can be. Yeah, because like we see the like you said, we see the fixation he has on Endeavor. He obviously just wants to fuck Endeavor's life up any way he can. Oh yeah, he's out for blood. But he's smart too. You see him when he's messing with Sukiyomi's mind mm-hmm. in Dark Shadow. Yeah. When they're in the forest, he's kind of who set Dark Shadow off in the first place. Yeah. He pro why are you a hero? Why are you, like making him question his own reality. Yeah. Such a good show. Yeah. Oh my god. Such a crazy just it's so many arcs that you just can't keep track of. Last thing I want to bring up, I know you probably already know the answer, Julian. <laughs> but I wanna say, what do we think is gonna happen when the doomsday clock goes off? Because they said that the doomsday clock's gonna go off in four months, and Doctor was talking to Shigaraki saying, What I'm gonna do to you, four months of excruciating pain. Clearly has something to do with what Doctor is doing to Shigaraki. Real quick, what about the Doomsday thing? You can't only just assume Doomsday is an all-for-one thing, or a one-for-all thing. Because remember, there's a huge problem with the quirks. People are going to keep having kids. Oh yeah, the quirk singularity. Exactly. These kids are going to turn into walking bombs. They're not going to be able to contain their own power, like Deku! Mm -hmm. So did what Endeavor do to Dobby 
affect his mindset? Because I have a quote here from Dobby. This will be just a signal fire. We'll fill those heroes with holes and put them in their place. All for a brighter future. Okay, everybody knows. It's Toyo Totoro. Yeah, it, It's not even... It's not... Like, we've you know, all just accepted this at this point. Yeah, if you're not so, on board, well then, we'll be laughing at you. Yeah. When it comes out, you can come cry to us that you didn't believe. Um, <laughs> you see this. So, Endeavor's even admitted that, you know, it's kind of my fault. So, is whatever happened in the beginning of his life the reason he's a villain now? And is it Endeavor's fault? I think that that is a very strong possibility. I think that's probably I said there's so is. much to talk about this. You can probably do a part two. Just oh, yeah. I think I think we should do a part two at some point, especially because My Hero Academia is going to keep going. Yeah, it's still going. All right. If you guys like this, make sure to hit the like button, and we will bring you a part two of My Hero Academia. We could go on talking for hours. We could do four more episodes of just My oh, Hero. Yeah. yeah you could, I mean, going through. Let us know what you guys want to see. If you guys want to hear us talk about quirks in depth, if you want theories. There's so much that we can theorize about this, and there's also so much. Excuse me, did you just, say fucking theorize? Yep. It's theorize. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, last thing I think we should talk about before we close out today My Hero Academia third movie coming out in a couple weeks. What are you guys thinking is going to happen? Um, Doomsday clock goes off. That's mine. I don't I, think so. I think it's going to be a doctor thing. Honestly. I think that. We well, we've seen from the trailer. Plan. Well, we already know what's what the plot's about because of the trailers, and I think it's gonna follow the same pattern as the other movies, where it's kind of debatably canon. But uh, are the movies debatably canon or canon? I thought the movies were so, just canon. I don't know where they place in the timeline because the movies have an original story that have nothing to do with so, what happened. So no, it's um, I know the second one is right after. Like, and it's lined up with right after, um, I can't remember what the fucking... The first one's lined up right after the USJ arc. Yeah. Because that's why they sent them that far away, because they didn't think the villains were going to get there. Yeah, that's the whole point of them going there. So they're all canon. They okay. all go after one big thing. Or the second one. Okay, the I thought... One, I think you're right about the first one. I always thought it was debatable, because, like, I, I never knew where they were placed, and I knew that the anime studio, along with the original author, uh, the wrote the stories for the movies. Yeah. The first, um movie was placed right during their first break. Yeah. Because when they had their first break is when All Might took Izuku to the island and they just all happened to be there. But I really think that wraps it up for us today. You guys uh, got anything else to say? Part two. <laughs> part two. Uh, uh, yeah, just, uh, we have a new social media account, don't we? Uh, I'm working on it right now. I'm trying to figure out a couple things before okay. we What's have official. What's the account going to be on? It's gonna. I'm, we're gonna have a TikTok. We're gonna have an Instagram, and we're gonna have a Twitter. I was gonna say. I'm so just making sure that I can get all the same usernames for all of them. And all right, really perfect. Okay. Wait until we, I'm waiting until we get a couple clips, and then once I have a couple clips to upload, I'll go ahead and activate those. Those should be up by next week. Because so I'll, the Twitter is gonna be where people can reach us and tell you like what they want to watch next. I'm gonna put polls on Twitter. It, you can. Mention us on TikTok, and I'll look at what you post. Let us know what you think if you want us to talk about something specific. But Twitter is going to be the big place where we're going to do voting polls. Definitely. All right, right on. So we got some exciting things coming up. We're going to keep you updated on the social media. Once that hits, we'll let you know what it's all called in our next episode. And that's been us here at 321 Discuss. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. See you.